0: Welcome to another episode of Air Raid Attack Podcast. I'm your host Michael and as always follow the show on Twitter at Air Raid underscore podcast and follow me on my personal Twitter as well on air with Mike uh, interact with us throughout the week during the show and we'll be glad to follow you back and also watch us on Periscope and how can you do that it's pretty simple if you don't have a Periscope join and follow Mike underscore Air Raid attack and uh, you will not want to miss that as well. But uh, a lot to get to. Let's so get to. Let's get to it. Uh, last night I was actually at Taft Stadium. Last night the Oklahoma City Energy's FC home opener and season opener. Uh, just some just some pointers. Uh, recap of the two to one loss to Colorado Springs. Uh, Jamie Chavez, <coughs> excuse me, was practically inches away. From opening the scoring in the 13th minute um, when Tucker Stevenson's floated ball over the top found the number 9. But his downward header missed just a little bit. Just missed a bit to the post. But um, the energy FC striker Christian Volsky put Colorado Springs ahead across the um, right wing found. Volsky, which was 80 and Daniels at the back post, whose first attempt was saved by CJ Cochran, but this rebound was bundled across the line. And then we got uh, Oklahoma City found the equalizer in the 58th minute through Captain Alba Harris Stevenson's perfectly weighted free kick was glanced the back of the defender's head and skipped just past. Colorado Springs' goalkeeper, Sean uh, Melvin. But then, unfortunately, uh, Colorado Springs, in the 78th minute, uh, Uvalde Luna's um, kick just went past the goal and into the back of the net. And that is how uh, the game practically ended in that. But uh, a crazy extra minutes in regards to the stoppage time. And uh, a lot of chances Oklahoma City had, but could not, uh, could not find the net. But uh, the Energy FC hits the road for a three-game swing beginning next week at Reno 1868 FC next Saturday. And as always, uh, if you're interested in watching the Energy, uh, by all means, come by the Taft Stadium or watch them on ESPN Plus. But uh, April fourth against Austin is the next home opener in Taft Stadium. And uh, match time is 7 p.m. But in other news, Colorado Springs, uh, the Rapids, I mean, the Colorado Rapids, my my apologies, the Colorado Rapids, won 2-1 and is off of veteran defensive man Drew Moore, headed home his first goal since returning to the team in the 90th minute. That is right. He scored in the 90th minute to give Colorado a 2-1 to lead against D.C. United. So, it was uh, back and forth. It was scoreless in regards to the Rapids. It was scoreless into halftime. 20 minutes into the second half, um, second half, Eunice Nomlin found the back of the net to open his MLS account and put the Rapids up on nothing. D.C. then Quickly scored, uh, Keegan R- Rosenberry passed it to Anomaly in the middle, who quickly turned, elude, and of course scored. And uh, then, nonetheless, check out the highlight: how uh, how Drew Moore scored. Uh, practically, it was a headbutt. It was a corner kick from Jack Price, and uh, gave them a win. It was off of Drew Moore, gave them a win. And congrats to the Rapids. On another late, late win, and looking forward—excuse me—looking forward to the next week. But uh, MLS action around um, around the league. Let's get there quickly. But as always, um, by all means, uh, I'm learning the game of soccer. It's starting to starting to get to me a little, but. Um, we are going to talk Oklahoma City Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Boston, uh, of course, um, Thunder continued to be on the road coming off a win against New York. They're down by five here, about four minutes roughly in the second, uh, second quarter for the Thunder there without Gil, just Alexander. And uh, Gallinari leads the team, or Schroeder leads the team with 11 points. Gallinari with 8. Of course, Chris Paul with 6. And then you got Kimba Walker leads the team with 11 for Boston. Just under 4 minutes. Boston up by 5. Um, women's basketball. I know we don't talk much about the women's basketball. But uh, interesting events and it comes to the women's basketball and that is iowa state women came in the game 17 and 11 and defeated defeated number two baylor 57 56 snapping a baylor women's basketball 50, I believe it was 57, 58 game win streak in conference. So congrats to, congrats to Iowa State. As we, uh, as we close out regular season, of course regular season Oklahoma comes from behind, down by 19 at TCU, to win by two yesterday in Fort Worth, and the Big 12 men's basketball tournament is set. It's going to kick things off Wednesday. And Oklahoma State, the number eight seed, will play number nine seed Iowa State in game one on Wednesday. And then game two is going to be number seven TCU against number 10 seed Kansas State as a nightcap. Then on the quarterfinals, you're going to have on Thursday at 11 30, first tip. Number four seed Texas will have number five seed Texas Tech. Number one Kansas will either get the winner of Oklahoma State. Or Iowa State, number two Baylor will get the winner of TCU Kansas State. And number three, Oklahoma gets number six, West Virginia, a team that they swept and pretty much manhandled both games. in Norman and here recently in Morgantown, Oklahoma, probably a favorable matchup against West Virginia. But again, as we all know in sports, you usually go for the sweep. And the third game is... uh, It doesn't turn out so well. But Oklahoma, again, in my opinion, still need to win. Um, I think one more win would do it for them to to make the NCAA tournament. Maybe two. I don't know. Uh, Nonetheless, could this team make it to the finals? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Matchup-wise... I like their uh, matchup against West Virginia, but you look at Baylor. Baylor has played not so well as of late, uh, getting steamrolled by West Virginia and losing to Kansas to finish out the regular season, a team that should have got swept by Oklahoma State, a team that really at least should have been split by Oklahoma. Oklahoma played better in Waco than they did in Norman against Baylor, first half was great against Baylor and Norman, but the second half was non-existent, but we'll see, it's now a neutral court, and anything can happen uh, when you get into March, Um, but I do like, I do like Oklahoma's chances against West Virginia, so, prediction wise, let's do this, I think Oklahoma State, even though Oklahoma State has not played their best basketball, they're very young, but again, um, and they're not great, But I think Oklahoma State will take care of Iowa State. And I think TCU will take care of Kansas State. And that will lead us with the quarterfinals. I like Texas Tech against Texas. And I like Kansas, regardless of who they're playing against Oklahoma State, Iowa State. But I think Kansas will take care of Oklahoma State. I think Baylor will take care of TCU. And I think Oklahoma will take care of West Virginia I think Kansas will take care of number five, Texas Tech. And I think Kansas will get to the finals. You know, and and again, Oklahoma-Baylor. Oklahoma can beat Baylor. Is Baylor probably more talented? Absolutely. They're way more talented than Oklahoma. But again, like I mentioned, Oklahoma should have um, split with Baylor. Um, You know, this one's a tough one. This one is... Oh, you can ride a streak. Maybe this is a streak that they needed to get into March. March Madness here next week. Um, Because, you know, this week is conference play. But um, I say Baylor takes care of Oklahoma. And I think, regardless, whoever plays Kansas, I don't think it's going to match up well. Um, Baylor, Kansas both split. Um, I'm going to. Boy, I think Kansas will win in Kansas City. I think you can crown them Big Twelve tournament champion. Nonetheless, um, I do think Oklahoma wins one, and they are in the <clears throat> they are in the tournament. Nonetheless, so congrats to congrats to Oklahoma. Uh, great come from behind win for the Sooners. Uh, I still think that they're going to need some. Need some help um, in the long run to maybe positioning themselves for another uh, bigger win. But, hey, I'll take it. I think Oklahoma will take care of business against West Virginia. (laughs) Excuse me. And I think uh, it's going to be interesting if it is Baylor. It's going to be interesting what they do against Baylor nonetheless. But I am very glad that Oklahoma got the win and uh, Boston my phone just tweeted out Boston leads Oklahoma City by 11 62-52 or 63-52 with at the half so that's yeah, gonna be a good one that's gonna be a good second half Oklahoma City I think is gonna need some need some wins here but um New Jersey Devils huge win against the Rangers last night in New York, six uh, four. Uh, New Jersey, I think, is showing promise. I like what they're all about. Granite, um, you know, the season's over. And um, You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that that they're going to make the playoffs. It's and we'll look at here's the standings here in a second. But they started off on a bad note. Um, but let's before that, let's finish off the Big Twelve tournament, the women's basketball side of it. Um, Baylor was upsetted, um, big time, huge upset. Um, so let's get things going. Oklahoma State, number eight seed, number nine seed, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma hasn't played well this year. Back to back losing seasons guaranteed, uh, more than likely uh, unless they win out, which is not probably going to happen. Um, they're going to. Missed the tournament again. This one's a tough one. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, I believe, split. I am going to go with Oklahoma on this one. I am going to be a biased Homer. I think Oklahoma is going to take care of business against Oklahoma State, and I like Texas Tech against Kansas. And then you got. Four or, five seed, four or five matchup, Iowa State's to four-seed, five-seed five, five, five is Kansas State. I like Iowa State in that one. I like Baylor over Oklahoma. I think that's going to take care of OU's season. I think TCU's going to take care of Texas Tech, and I think Texas will take care of West Virginia. I think Baylor's going to win against Iowa State. I think TCU's going to win against Texas, and um, I think Baylor's going to win it all. Baylor's the cream of the crop in the Big 12. When it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to the women's basketball, I don't see them anytime soon. Uh, unless Oklahoma or somebody can recruit out of nowhere, I don't see them uh, being surpassed. Let XFL. Let's get to the XFL um, today's games. The. Uh, D.C. defeated St. Louis 15-6. Yesterday's actions, um, Houston survives a huge upset against Seattle. Of course, some controversy at the end. Houston wins 32-23, remain undefeated at 5-0. And New York upsets Dallas big in, in, in Arlington 30-12. And then tonight, uh, we're we're waiting. It's a waiting game. <laughs> but Tampa Bay goes to L.A., And we'll see how that goes. The XFL. Let's get to the XFL. A good buddy of mine, Josh. Him and I have been talking. Will the XFL succeed? You know, um, this one's a tough one. Just for the simple fact, the ratings are starting to slip. Ratings are big time starting to slip. You really don't know anybody. And I think that's what is killing the league. You really don't know anybody that will keep us keep interaction alive in regards to I know that person we'll see I think they're gonna they'll, they'll finish out the year i I don't know I, I really don't know if you're gonna see a year or two. I don't um, hopefully we will. But it's really going to come down to... Really, if you think about it, it's going to come down to... Will the fans want to put out more money and time into a league that potentially could fold next year? They could fold during the offseason. I like the product. On my end it's cool to talk about to see who's winning because you caught on but when you start losing interest it gets tough and the games start some of the games are starting to be bad and so we'll see we'll see what happens um I don't know. I don't know. Um, what it's going to take, but nonetheless, um, XFL Week 5 underway. We're just down to Tampa Bay and L.A. tonight. So, switching gears to the hockey. National Hockey League. New Jersey. Like I said, New Jersey has caught fire. And no, they're not going to make the playoffs. But, <clears throat> um not too many games left. I don't know exactly how many is left, but New Jersey's starting to get in the middle of the pack in regards to the Eastern Conference. Uh, as a league overall, they're starting to not be on the bottom. They were practically on the bottom a few weeks back. They're now down. I think they're the twenty, twenty-fifth. I believe best team, or worst team, or best however you want to mark it. In the, market, in the <clears throat> excuse me. In the league, um, I don't know. It's really going to be coming down to a lot for for um, New Jersey. I like our where I like our direction. I like where we're going. I like I like what we've done. I think that <clears throat> I think the youth is going to be much better a year from now, and hopefully just hopefully we will get back into a position we can win uh, games we can we can um, make it to the playoffs but it takes time it's a process in regards to how you want to how you want to maneuver your, your team your organization they got a lot to do this offseason definitely got a lot to do so we'll see what they do in regards to players in regards to coaching you know we have no general manager we have no head coach Uh, very very young team my opinion i'm sure they're going to have a high pick but again depends on how they finish out the season they are very very they're getting to where they could maybe be out of the top five i don't know we'll see but uh nonetheless Looking forward to, looking forward to the off season. To be honest, it's going to be interesting um, to see what New Jersey does and what they do. I mean, you got Jack, you got uh, Hughes, you got um, Nico, Mackenzie Blackwood. I think it's going to be a great. Great goalie for many years to come, pending that he stays healthy. And we'll see. I know we're going from gear to gear to gear to gear. But like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Tomorrow's show is probably going to be via the phone because there's so much to talk about here now. We got trade candidates, we got trade rumors, Tom Brady rumors, so just, uh, hey, we're going, so let's keep going. Uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, uh, I don't know how soon we are to get uh, the Tom Brady um, sweepstakes over with, but uh, Tennessee, Las Vegas, I know our teams that are being mentioned uh, my personal take really he needs to retire um, but I think he's going to go to Las Vegas I know he's being linked to Tennessee quite a bit <clears throat> excuse me I know uh, I don't see him I don't see him going to a, a- AFC east team I just don't so we're going to see how that goes. And we'll see. I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. And hopefully he plays well. I do. I hope he plays well and shows us what, what he has still has left in his tank. I just don't think he's going to go out the way he went out. And that was in the first round and practically being steamrolled by Tennessee. So, um, keeping on with the with the NFL, the Denver Broncos, uh, I like the trade of A.J. Buya. I love that trade. Um, does not help. Now, let's remind you, the trade for the corner does not fix our corner position. It just helps. Do I think it signals... Uh, the end of Chris Harris Jr. More than likely so, unless they can come to an agreement to where uh, Chris can, you know, maybe his asking, maybe he can get. I don't know what his asking price even is. Now, Justin Simmons, I do not think that's the end of the end-all be-all for Justin Simmons. <clears throat> I think Justin Simmons is their top target in regards to free to re-signing. Um, if you look at the 2019 starters, uh, none on def- on the defensive line, none of the broncos 2019 starters are under contract, which is interesting. Now, Derek Wolf, will he return? We'll see. I think of the defensive line. I think he's the only one that's going. to... I do not see Shelby Harris returning at all. I think he's going to test it. I think he's going to leave. He's going to go where the money is at. He's definitely going to go where the money is at. Um, I don't know who. The, I don't know. I know I did a a mock draft um, a few days back. Now, remind you, this mock draft was pretty cool. But at the same time, I don't know what the robot was doing. Because simply a lot of these players that was falling to Denver at the time is not going to be available when Denver selects. I know Kenneth Murray, uh, I'm trying to see if I still have it. Kenneth Murray was, I think, 46th overall in my selection. There's no way he's going to be in the, even in the second round, let alone to Denver at 46. Um, who else? It was somebody else. I can't even think. Let me see if I can pull it up on Twitter. Cause I believe I uh, tweeted it out. Yes. Uh, Kenneth Murray. So I had... Uh, um, Jedrick Wills, uh, the offensive tackle, I, be, I believe, from Alabama, uh, at fifteen. I know a lot of people say, "Well, what about the receiver?" Well, on the on this previous mock draft that I did, none of the top three receivers. We're talking CD Lamb, we're talking Jerry Judy, we're talking Henry Ruggs the third. None of them was available. They need an offensive lineman, an offensive tackle. So there you go. Uh, Kenneth Murray, I had, had second round. At 46, a linebacker out of Oklahoma. I think one of the probably be- better linebackers in the draft. Let's be realistic. That's not going to happen. Um, 77 was K.J. Heal, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Um, then, of course, later on, Rashad Lewis, Solomon Kinley, uh, Kayvon Wallace, the safety out of Clemson, Michael Pittman Jr., the receiver out of uh, Southern Cal, and then Levante Taylor, the corner, I believe, out of Florida. Some of those are maybe are they realistic? Maybe so, but let's be honest. Wills, I don't know if he's going to be at 15. Uh, Murray's definitely not going to be at 46. And then the rest could potentially maybe in different positionings for the Broncos. Um, But we'll see. Um, 57.1 mil is what Denver's projected to have cap space wise. The defensive line, wide receiver offensive line, in my opinion, is their biggest needs. Um, we'll see what they do with Justin Simmons. You know, Simmons made made the argument that if he's tagged, he's not gonna sign, He's not gonna show up. Um, I know we're winding this down, so let's get going. I still think they need another playmaker to help out with Cortland and give uh, Drew Locke another um, another weapon. The offensive line could easily look different. I think it should. The offensive line last year was not good. It has not been for quite a while. Uh, Denver did, did indeed decline uh, de- uh, guard Ronald Leary's option. Um, uh, the center, which is uh, Connor McGovern, is a free agent. And Garrett Bowles is tenure 10 left tackle. Nah, let's be honest, it's not, it's not going so well. It is not going so well. So we'll see. Tomorrow we're going to do a complete NFL um, projected uh, 2020 what every team needs. What are we looking at in regards to their needs? And so much more. Like I said, tomorrow more than likely, it's either going to be a multiple thirty-minute episodes or a long one. We'll see exactly um, how that goes, and definitely on Wednesday as well. <clears throat> but um, up, to, up, um, some news that uh, we are excited about here at the Air Attack Podcast. Many of you may know that uh, the few, you know, I've been thinking. That we're going to go, go big. We're even going to go bigger um, here soon. We're launching hopefully next week. But with the schedule, that's going to conflict with my work schedule. I don't know if that's going to happen. So it could be the week of the 23rd. But here soon, and we'll get official launch date on Twitter. The Air Raid Attack podcast is going live on air. That is right. I know what you're thinking. Michael, what are you talking about? We are partnering. We are joining station head. It is a practically it's like an online radio station. You can be talk. You can make it as a radio station. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. All the information is going to be uh, tweeted out here tonight. So listen to that. Watch for it, On Air with Mike, Air Raid underscore podcast. And as always, along with Station Head, that's the exciting news. As always, you can listen to us on Anchor.fm. Download us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn is where you guys can listen to us. And Station Head, uh, follow us, On Air Attack pod at us and then join him because the best part is about the show it's a live show that means you guys can chime in a live chat so we're looking forward to that no it's not going to take away from the podcast or periscope but it's another huge huge part of where we are going to go with this podcast but as always uh, follow me on twitter on air with mike follow the show air raid underscore podcast download us on google and apple podcasts listen to us on FM and also listen to us on breaker overcast pocketcast radio public spotify and tune in and uh soon we'll be on youtube but for the time being it's been a pleasure let's do this again tomorrow you guys take care and as always from here from a cold and rainy oklahoma city have a great night enjoy the rest of your weekend and let's start off the work week on a great note. Catch you guys tomorrow. See you.